0: available for purchase we got Shit Was Light Aubrey Hogan Original we got that available for purchase also we have our 2 White Lights t-shirts and men's and women's so be sure to visit the online store link is in my Instagram bio so I could take you right to there also visit the 2 White Lights blog I've been posting a lot with the PH3 training log up until my prep for USAPL Nationals uh, up until my meets and if you guys have any questions about PH3, that will be a really good guide for me to answer those questions. So be on the lookout for that updated every week, probably every Friday. Days could change, but I really, I've been pretty good about updating it Friday. I think we have like four weeks up so far. So check out Two White Lights, check out the blog. There's going to be more articles coming as well. And without further ado, here is Two White Lights. monday august 12th summer is practically over and i'm depressed about that and i'm also depressed because i'm flying solo yet again this week bane is prepping for awpc world championships so he's got his hands full with that and because i'm flying solo we're just going to get into the austin perkins interview uh not a lot happening i don't think with powerlifting unless you count like um People questioning powerlifters' integrity for the 45th straight week in a row. Uh, we might actually have a show topic on that. I'll talk about that a little bit after that Austin Perkins interview. And uh, I saw Ashton Rowska did, did another meet and fucking killed it. And I feel like that guy does a meet every five weeks and just impresses the hell out of everyone so i think it's nice to meet his usapl raw nationals so at least uh, i'll get like a front row seat of that guy being a beast but yeah not a lot happened around the powerlifting world so we're just going to get right into our interview with austin perkins terrific interview with him single ply and raw lifter pretty unique when it comes to that or just unique pretty unique doesn't make any sense unique when it comes to that 1600 plus pound total broke a few world records, has a world championship, one of the better young lifters in the world right now, and I think one of the better 74-kilogram lifters in the world, regardless of age. Uh, He's an incredible beast, really, really good interview with him. So here it is, Austin Perkins. And as promised, I got with me via FaceTime out in Omaha, right?
1: Yep, you can say Omaha, yeah, that's fine.
0: At Midland University, one of the 9,000 powerlifters that go to that school, just producing elite-level college or teenage, junior powerlifters. I got with me, Austin Perkins, 74 kg powerlifter, world champion powerlifter. Yes, sir. Just came back from Estonia. I can (laughs) see right now just with his eyes. He is jet-lagged as fuck. How you been, aside from being jet-lagged?
1: Um... It's still actually it still hasn't hit me yet about winning, but I'm starting to feel it a little bit. It's starting to feel good, you know, getting my name out there. More people starting to recognize because, you know, usually I'm a equipped lifter and I don't do raw like this. So this is like my third round beat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, my third round beat. So.
0: And, and that was one. Well, the first thing I noticed about you is that your high bar squatter respect yeah. um that's i mean that's why i'm having on the show because i I got, <laughs> I got i got a, i got to find high bar squatters so we could just kind of converse and, and and like see if we have commonalities with the nine thousand questions we get on why we don't switch to low bar but um what, one thing i noticed when i first started following you was you were a single ply lifter for a while which is not mm-hmm. common for natty teenagers yeah
1: no, like everyone wants to fun. go raw yeah, it's uh, in Mississippi, where I come from, uh, they have, like, the high school powerlessness is all, like, you can lift raw, but it's mainly equipped. You can use equipment, so no one's going to go raw when everybody's using equipment, of course. So that's what I've always been around. So when I got recruited here, of course, the coach wanted me to be a equipped guy, so I've always been an equipped guy. I love it. It's starting to beat me up a little bit, but I still love it at heart. It's where I came from, so.
0: Yeah, we'll discuss that a little bit further because I think that is an interesting um, part about your powerlifting. But first, we do this with every guest. Give us your origin story. How did you get into fitness and powerlifting?
1: Okay, so this is a funny story. Uh, I started lifting a little bit with football when I played like in seventh grade, eighth grade. So it was like a little tad bit, but it wasn't a lot. But it was powerlifting is a high school sport. And I started in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. People don't know this. But I started lifting in seventh grade. So I was, like, 13, I think. Okay. And my best friend at the time, he uh, was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm on the high school powerlifting team. And I'm like, you're on the high school powerlifting team? We're in eighth grade. Like, (laughs) no, we're in seventh grade. I'm like, no, we're in seventh grade. Like, how are you on the powerlifting team? He was like, oh, I don't know. Coach just wanted me me to be on the team. And I was like – well, me being jealous and being competitive, I was like, well, I want to be on the team. <laughs> and so at that time, I was uh, I was a 53.
0: So okay. I was real small. Real well, small. You guy. were 14 so were, like, years were old, so. Somebody.
1: Yeah. So he was, I mean, like, I know 53s now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was like, oh, we need a 53, so why don't you just come on and just try? And then I tried. And I'm not going to say I loved it, but I liked it. It was good. It was all right. Mm-hmm. So. That's where I started, and then um, my eighth grade year, my seventh grade year, I didn't make it to state, but my eighth grade year, I made it to state, and got second and eighth grade among, like, competing against only uh, high school lifters. So, after that point, I was like, okay, I actually kind of like doing this, so I think I might do it mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I... I'm not surprised when he said he didn't like it cuz I think I started I went to the gym for the first time when I was 15, 14 or 15 years old for high school football and I hated it. Exactly.
1: I I yeah. hated
0: it. I hated going in because like we would work out with the seniors too and they were just a bunch of Neanderthal meatheads and they'll and if you're if you if you're a freshman they're going to mess with you.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: So I remember that, but then kind of I mean we didn't have like a competitive powerlifting like, program or powerlifting team, we all did it for school, but we were competitive amongst each other, and then as years went on, started enjoying it a lot more. So, high school football, I saw your highlight tape. You can <laughs> <Really>? fucking move. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you posted on Instagram, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, you, yeah, I, yeah. I looked, I'm like, you're uh, running back, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I it, it's funny now because it feels like I'm meeting less and less, like, former athletes. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge sports fan now, and I played sports, you know, my entire life. I'm meeting less and less former athletes and, because people are just now enthralled into weightlifting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting pulled in just to lift weights, which is fine, perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, it's a good sport. Perfect. It's good for uh, high schoolers to get into. But what I always wonder is how you compare... The former sport you played because it seemed like you were pretty damn good at it. Correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, I could, have I played in college. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so compare football to competitive powerlifting or just former sports that you played to competitive powerlifting. Is there any similarities, differences? Do you enjoy one really? or the other? Do you like want to get back on the football
1: field? When I, when I go back and look at my stuff, I kind of want to get back into it. But I fell I out of love with it. My uh, senior year, I was going to quit football and, like, just powerlift my senior year because I wanted to, you know, be good and be the best and stuff like that. But um, my dad told me, he was like, no, we're going to win state this year. So you need to play. So I was like, yeah, well, I guess I'll play. And so that happened. But to compare it, I would say, like, I like powerlifting more because I don't have to depend on, like, anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. I can. It's just myself. It's what I do. So I know as long as I do what I do, I'm going to do well. Whether it was in football, if two or three people have a bad day, it's going to be terrible. It's going to mm-hmm. be a terrible game or stuff like that. So I like being in control. And that's why I ran track, too. So it was like, I ran track so it could help me faster with football. But I like that as an end. I like individual sports more because it's like I it's all on me. It's not all about somebody else or what they're gonna do or how it affects how I play, but no, it's with powerlifting and tracking and individual sports it's just like I can control it. So that's why I love it so much.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I made those connections too where you're worried about like a few other teammates, you know, kind of ruining the game for you where I mm-hmm. was always scared that I was going to be the one letting it down for other people. So I was always playing mm-hmm. on my heels, like with football, too. And I didn't think I would enjoy individual sports. I ended up liking them. Like, I really enjoyed individualized sports because only person I'm letting down is me. And that feels good, mm-hmm. which is a exactly, weird, it's, yeah. a diff- <laughs> it's a different mentality. Uh, like, yeah. people's like, I want to make sure I win. But then my mentality is, I want to make sure no one else loses because of me, which, mm-hmm. you know, happens in high school. And it's a shitty feeling, especially in high school when um, uh, you, you kind of blow a game for, you know, your entire team, which I've been on the part of. <laughs> Second base, yeah. made three years in a game. Sorry. Sorry, Lamont High School Baseball. Uh, that was yeah. my bad. My bad. My bad. But, yeah, uh,
1: like I couldn't I I be the kicker. Like, football, I couldn't do it. Oh, too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure.
0: Yeah, for sure So, you're coming back from Estonia You just got done with an IPF w- What was the title that meet? It was
1: It was the 4th Annual uh, university,
0: university Cup University
1: Powerlifting Cup yeah. Okay,
0: University Powerlifting Cup They gotta change the title uh, IPF, change it right now Because I don't Too, too long Too long of a title yeah, or something definitely too long Call it University title Call it Collegiate yeah. Worlds do that don't call it the world like i don't like it's too many words i have to remember but yeah, coming off a terrific performance
1: 1622 pound total uh 727 and a, 737
0: and a half 737 kilos so i think that's like 1620 right yeah i think
1: 1620,
0: 1620, yeah. i should probably remember that because i think that was my last meat total too but yeah. <laughs> yeah but a terrific performance there and i i I followed you, I've been following you for around um, three or four months. Um, again, high bar squatter, so well, both <laughs> those high bar squatters. But I saw your progress, and then it was cool to see someone you follow who is a great power lifter, but you know how it is with social media. There's a popular power lifter. There's not popular power lifters, but it doesn't mean you're not strong. Then mm-hmm. I go in the Instagram feeds, and I see you being reposted, you being reposted, you being reposted. You being reposted. And it was a terrific performance That's why you're being reposted You didn't do anything You didn't do anything out of the ordinary Aside from being strong as fuck So It's good to see people get the recognition But take us through the performance Because it was a really Really great performance That people were extremely impressed with
1: Yeah I wasn't expecting it either honestly At all Uh, So I went into it uh, Me and my coach had a plan because, you know, I was supposed to be going to Canada for a uh, junior Equip Worlds too. So it was like, we're just going to go in and hit the numbers we need to win. I was like, okay, we're not going to go all out. But during meet prep, it started to get to a point I was like, well, I want to break, I want to break Taylor's squat record. That mm-hmm. was the goal. I was like, I want to break Taylor's squad record. I don't care what my total is. I don't care what I bench. I don't care what I deadlift. I just want to break Taylor's squat record. That's the only thing. So I know everybody saw, I got like, that's my first 1,000 like post. Uh, with my 600 squat and meat prep, my last before Estonia. And I, it moved real good, so I was like, okay, I'm really feeling it. So um, that's what it was, and I went into it trying to just break the squat record. So uh, Henry Dears, I love him. Shout him out. Uh, he was my handler to me. So we talked about it, and he was like, Austin, if you're really feeling like you have a good day, you might can break the junior World Record total. And I was like, yeah, but we have to hit these numbers. Like, I have to hit Taylor's squat record. I need to hit, uh, like, I forgot what it is. I need to hit 363 bench, and I needed to pull, like, something decent. I think, mm-hmm. like, 630 or whatever. Okay. So, after squat, I got to squat. I broke the record on my second attempt, which was the – that was a goal, to break it on my second attempt. But I want to go – uh I'm sorry, I don't know kills like this. I gotta go pounds. I was supposed to go like.
0: All right, everyone listening goes pounds. I mean, we have okay. our few. We have a, we have our UK and European listeners, but for the most part, most people go <laughs> go with pounds. We go by freedom units here on Two White Lights. Okay,
1: okay. okay, okay, okay. So I was supposed to go five eighty five, and then six hundred, and then go for a Taylor squat record, which is I think six twenty eight, so six thirty. I think I had to go for.
0: This is a junior think- record, correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I had, that was the goal. Go for that. So I hit my first attempt. It moved, moved. Okay. Decent. And then my coach was like, we're just going to go, we're just going to break the junior record. Like just go a little bit above it. So I was like, all right. So we went two and a half keys over it. Cause we had to, cause it was an open meet, not a junior meet. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And he was like, right, I don't feel like it's there today. So I was like, <laughs> All right, so that just do everything I doin' though. So he went six oh six, and I squatted. It was real easy. It just moved slow because for this meet I went low bar because I was just mm-hmm. to try. So I went low bar, and so it moved, it moved slower, but it still felt light though. I could have went. I feel like I could have went for it and got it, but it just moved real slow. Mm-hmm. And so me and Henry were talking after squats, and we were like, "Well, that's over. We're not breaking the junior world right record." <laughs> so it was like, "Well, that's over." So we just we're just gonna cruise through the meet. And so I went in the bench. Hit my benches. I missed my last bench, which I hit that bench three times in prep. So I don't know how I missed it. And I trained underweight, okay. So I don't understand how I missed it. So I was like, I missed that. So we were definitely like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> gonna get this. I did hit the squad. I did hit the bench. So I was like, yeah, this this is over. So we get to deadlift. I'm hitting my deadlift openers. I don't hook grip at all. But when I warm up, people don't know this. When I warm up, I hook grip. My coach hates it. He's like, why do you hook grip, Austin? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like doing. It. It's fun. Okay, I messed around right in the back and I hit my I do a red for, well I squat I do like one red on squat first and then I hit I move into a deadlift and I do a, a one red which is like 135 or something I go to 275 mm-hmm. and then 385 and then I go to 496 and then I went like 523 and then 550 or whatever mm-hmm. Whatever Henry had, my, he did my one loop, so I don't know what they were but I hook gripped them all Okay. Like, I usually don't hook grip past 500, and I was like, it moved fast, incredible. So I knew when I switched back to mix, it was gonna move. So I got to my first one, my first deadlift, and it was easy. Like it was faster than my warm up, my last warm up. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So that moved, and then coach was like, um, "Do you want to go for uh, the? Oh, I was I wanted to get my uh, American record back for deadlift." That's what that was. That's okay. what my second attempt was. So I had to hit that. And that's what that's what that was, what I, that was what one of my last attempts to be because in prep I had only hit six oh six. That was the highest I hit in prep. Okay. So me and Henry were talking, it was like, Yeah, my deadlift prep has been terrible. I, I didn't hit any reps. The most reps I did was three from from I think when the last when I, open nationals to university cup I only hit threes on okay. deadlift. Okay. I couldn't do anything else. My grip was slipping. I could barely get the weight up. I hit 500 in a row, and it was heavy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my belly is going to be terrible. So I hit 606 my last week of um, before the meet. So I went in, and I wanted to hit the American record, and I broke the American record my second attempt. And it flew fast, too, which I was surprised. <laughs> so, so me and Henry were talking about, so do you want to go for 10 times body weight? And I was like, yeah, I might as well just go for 10 times body weight total. And then when Henry went away, my coach was like, "So what? Do you want to go for ten times by there, or do you want to break the the junior world record?" And I was like, "Fuck it, full sand." Full sand. <laughs> I was like, uh. i was like, look, I'm well, a head." I'm it, a head by, yeah,
0: by last 80. last deadlift, go for it. That's yeah. that's that was. I mean, I had to be convinced the first time I pulled seven hundred in comp because. Mm-hmm. They were like, "You ready? Fucking one, go for it. Who cares? Like, yeah, exactly. when the worst thing that happens, you will drop the weight. It's not a squat. Mm-hmm. It's not a bench. Where it's actually like dangerous if you miss deadlift. You could drop the weight. That's why most people should full set their last deadlift.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I was like, I was like, yeah, we could put it on there. So and the whole time I'm in the back, got my headphones in. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get this. So in my head, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. I didn't know what it was. It was he said three ten, but I don't know kilos like that. Mm-hmm. so I'm like 310 is the most I've ever done, I've never hit something in threes before, in 300 keys, so I was like yeah, this is definitely, it's not gonna go good I was like, it's gonna look bad, it's gonna staple me it's not gonna get off the floor so I get up there Henry talking to me, he was like look, this is you, this is Henry didn't even know it was 310 on there <laughs> so he was like, he was like, dude, this is easy 10 times body weight, we're good it doesn't matter about the total, we good We you won, it doesn't matter I was like, "All right, you're right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it." I'm in my head. I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I run up to it. Well, I don't run. I walk up to it. I'm confident. I see it's the yellow on the side, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, this is way much, way you, more nice." You,
0: you know what's good though about the kilos is when you look at them, it looks lighter.
1: Yeah. Like
0: because when I when I start like when I'm in the gym hitting my or if I don't have kilos excess and I like start packing on the pounds. And I see like seven plates on them, I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if I can hit this. Exactly. But if it's a little smaller, I have that look I mean it's stupid to think that. But I always mm-hmm. when I see those plates stack up, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Let's let's, let's drop it or something. Let's be more conservative. But yeah, yeah but the co- the different colors will will get to me though. But yeah, see, that's,
1: that's what gets to me. You should just put on another red. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put another red, definitely. But yeah, so I got that and it broke the floor so fast, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh!" And I got it, and I I knew I messed up when I locked my knees. out before I had my before I pulled back, and I was like, "I got it," but it's going to be a grind. Like, so I had to use all my back to lean back, and after that, it was hurting. But I'm I was surprised it moved that fast. My yeah. coach said I could have went up. I could have went up another ten keys, probably.
0: Yeah, I saw that last one, and it was like it did. It looked like you're it was about to be a smoke show. And then mm-hmm. it looked like it was a little bit of a technical kind of yeah. um, technical problem like within the halfway mark which yeah. happens in powerlifting it's and when you're going to like 100% or over 100% you're going to have some things that you uh compensate for but you were able to pull it and you were able to like muscle through it which was pretty incredible to see and yeah, yeah and it, it was a it was a great moment from the meet one best lifter broke a junior world record um, yeah. so now you have the opportunity now to look past it because before the meet, you you know probably shouldn't be looking towards your future. But now yeah. that you're post meet, what's going to be next for you? Or any meets in uh, the well, horizon? Or
1: yeah, I'm supposed to be going to sub junior junior worlds for equipped, but uh, uh, that's not really. I'm not really worried about it. I'm just going into it because I just had that meet and I'm, my body's torn up. So it's just I don't know how I'm gonna feel at that meet, but mm-hmm. I am going to run nationals. You are. My You're going to compete in that. Huh?
0: You're competing Ronette.
1: Yeah. Sweet competing man. All right, yes.
0: man. Excited. So.
1: Yeah, this is our first year.
0: So we're. Uh, what are we on now? Eleven weeks. Twelve weeks. Like eleven weeks. Eleven, 11 weeks? weeks. Okay. So what are you? Yeah. What are your uh, preps usually? How long do they take? Honestly, I have no
1: idea. I just uh, the person who did my last prep for University uh, Cup was uh, Joe Pena's dad. Okay. Uh, that was the first time I did a program with him, and I loved it. Um, so I'm either gonna go with him again, so whatever he tells me to do, I'm gonna do it. That's how. That's just how I am. Like I guess it's like a football mentality. If coach says do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Like I don't know what goes into it. I don't know what, like what. Oh well, this is supposed to help with that, so this can get better. I just do it. Whatever is on my program, I do it. Whatever okay. he does, RPEs. This is my first time doing RPEs, and I liked it. Okay. So yeah, whatever he runs for me, that's what I'm gonna run. Um, but it, I'll probably just I'll I'm cruising right now through it because I, I have have the meet in Canada. So right now I'm just trying to maintain. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably just do a little bit, smaller stuff, getting gear a little bit, whatever. And then after that, I'll probably get to meet prepping. So I'll probably be like – I'm four weeks out from that. So so eight weeks, I'll be eight weeks out from Raw National. So I'll start. I'll probably start prepping there right off the bat.
0: Yeah. It, well, damn. That, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of kind of because you're competing when's your next competition just show, sure, i'm sure uh
1: it is august i think i compete august the 26
0: okay so nice. that's coming up yeah all right and that's going to be the uh the single ply meet correct
1: yeah single ply meet yeah
0: well uh really excited to compete with you at raw nationals um i'm uh, people coming on the show most people are coming to raw nationals and competing so mm-hmm. i'm i'm really excited to see all of them compete and before we talk about raw nationals so single ply yeah are you gonna stick in the USAPL ipf with your single ply because i think there's a little bit of money in it if you change federations and with your numbers right now you could really i think with different equipment deadlift bar um (laughs) yeah the deadlift i mean competing with the deadlift bar and apf meets a I could tell you right now, at least for my deadlift, help a lot. And you have a similar deadlift to me, where it's high, like a narrow sumo, yeah, it's um, a narrow not sumo. a super wide one. So if you like, the, the key with the upright or that narrow sumo is staying upright. The deadlift yeah. bar will help you stay upright. So, the, yeah, the question is, will you decide to stick with USAPL IPF with a single ply or start looking towards other federations?
1: Honestly. um I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in single ply because okay. I didn't know I was, I, I don't know how, I didn't know I was going to do this good at, at, uh, raw lifting, at class. Okay. Lifting. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to do that good at all. So after a while, like after I, I graduate, um, I'll probably just stick to raw.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's again, because you're, wouldn't say an anomaly, but, um, we the single ply lifting is still. Because it's raw with wraps. It's like the yeah. the, the equivalent of the, the multiply lifting. That's kind of like getting pushed out the door a little bit as far as um is getting pushed out the door a little bit as far as like popularity goes. People aren't really yes. motivated to compete in it, especially the younger generation. The younger generation is raw and maybe raw with wraps. Yeah, just just curious with that because you do some USPA meets, you do some WRPF how many mm. letters are going to throw in that federation <laughs> um there is some money in it too and i think that people are kind of i think the young generation's like hey start looking towards those money meets and yeah. you know but it's it, it'll be cool to just earn l any sort of money just for lifting yeah um, of course and I was,
1: I was thinking about going i was thinking about going to the arnold next year i might okay i might not it just depends because I, I was gonna go because right now i have the second highest so, uh Equip total in USAPL. Okay. So, yeah, I think they pick five, I think, top five, top six for
0: Equip. I, I have no idea how what they do with the Arnold as far as, like, USAPL meets go. Because yeah. last year I thought it was going to be one USAPL meet, and I saw, like, three going on. Mm-hmm. So I was just confused on how everything worked. Um, but – I and somebody, I think, told me, like, 490 Wilks or how many IPF points you need. Yeah. They invite you to the Arnold. But um, that – that is a meet that I am looking towards, but Nationals was that first meet that I kind of get it, uh, get yeah. through before I start thinking about that. But let's talk about Nationals. You're a 74 kg lifter. You're a young 74 kg lifter. You got Taylor Atwood in the same weight class.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you and I are at kind of almost the same level as far as looking at people who are solidified in the sport. Um, you're much younger than me, so you got a brighter future. I got like three years (laughs) left, but (laughs) I got like three years left before, um, I like either get sick of powerlifting or my body gets sick of powerlifting. Well, what is the mentality going into a meet where you're having one of the best of all time? If not, well, currently he's the best powerlifter in the IPF USAPL. Um, I think if you ask most people, they're going to say it's Russ. It's Taylor Atwood. Taylor Atwood is the best. Um, as far as a uh, pound for pound overall lifter what's the mentality knowing going into a meet that you're going to face a guy
1: like him Uh I'm just going honestly I'm just going to go in and give my all. Uh, I'm going to leave it all out there on the mm-hmm. platform like all of it. Um I want to challenge him a little bit on on squat. I want to push him see how far he can go. Mm-hmm. I love Taylor. Taylor's my favorite power lifter. Uh, I I, I DMed him the other day and told him that uh, all the people putting this like, oh, Austin's gonna beat Taylor. Austin's gonna, I like, I don't I don't want all that. I, I look up to him mm-hmm. honestly more than anything. I let him know I was like, look, whatever everybody's saying, that's not coming from me. I look up to you. I want, I don't want to be the guy that just goes out and just says, oh, I want to beat him. I hate him. I want to be like, whenever if he does, like, people talk about him moving up to eighty threes. If he does move up to eighty threes, I want to be the next guy up that he passes the torch to. Okay. Or, or he gets or he gets old and stop parallel, and I want to be the next guy up. I don't want to just be the guy that says, Oh well, fun Taylor. I hate him. Like yeah. he's better than me. I wanna beat him. No, I would love to beat him, but I look up to him as a as an individual.
0: Yeah, and um that's a cool way of thinking about it too. Uh I th- recently recently I've been seeing this with a lot of powerlifting where people want like kind of like they want they want to see negativity. They want to see yeah. shit talking. And I think if I could get a headline grab out of you because it seems like other podcasts are doing this, like, there's some arbitrary, like, kind of lame trash talking going on that people are, like, blowing up. I'm like, that is the shittiest trash talk I've ever seen in my life. So, if you just say something mean towards Taylor, we could get you on King of the Lifts or some podcast because that's, that's apparently, what you have to do. Say something in Instagram comment that's, like, mildly trash talk and King of the Lifts will take it on their podcast and blow it up.
1: Definitely, like the... uh... And
0: Michael C.A. and uh, yeah, intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw, uh, yeah, that was that, that's exactly what I'm referring to. Was I'm like, one, oh, it's oh, what's his name, Cho, Ricky Cho, Ricky Cho, yeah. yeah, I saw that post and I was like, well, that's it's a bit of a stretch. He's talking to an owl, that's a bit of a stretch of trash talking. I probably wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't throw that in there, but then like all the comments are so like innocent. Yeah. But then, like King of List, like puts on the page, like, oh, there's some trash talk going on. Love it. it's like, <laughs> ah, I don't know if I'm gonna call that trash talk, man. I, it, powerlifting in general is hard to trash talk. Yeah, like it's, it's, very it's really difficult. Stuff. Like, I think you can only trash talk a weight, yeah. not exactly another person. It's very difficult to do that. But I, I just remember, I just saw that, and I was, I was laughing really hard. I'm like, man, is yeah, this, is this so what we're gonna qualify as trash talk nowadays? And like, it's. <laughs> Something about smaller mammals, or like he thought his spirit animal animal was an owl. I'm like, that's your spirit animal, Alright. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> like, all right, I guess, I guess it's that's that's it's a stretch for me, but um, yeah, uh, I, I I laughed. I actually got to listen to that podcast now to see how they like do it because it's cool for the sport when that does happen. Rivalries yeah. are good, and people competing with one yeah. another, it's good. I, I like seeing it, but just trying to find one and pick one that's a little annoying Mm -hmm. and uh we had joe Sullivan on uh, the prior week and that's one thing that is kind of people people shit talk but people kind of gravitate towards that negativity yeah they want to see it it's like that's their entertainment for the day because most of our like sport is covered through our phones not on espn not on espn not on you know powerlifting network it's all on our phones so and all social media too so, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, perks of high bar, you high bar squats. Do you ever post a video high bar squatting and then, like, 75 comments saying, why don't you do low bar?
1: Yeah, definitely. All the time. People DM yeah. me, me all the time.
0: It was it was cool to see you be one single ply and a high bar squatter. I was like, goddamn, all right. And you a really good <laughs> technique, too. I'm like, I feel like there's, like, you hack oak, and, of course, they probably don't get questions because they're, like, I mean, Hack might be the greatest of all time, or is right now probably the hottest powerlifter in the sport. But yeah. every single time I post a video, I guess like, why don't you do low bar? Like, dude, I don't do low bar, man. It's like I've never, <laughs> I never learned it. So, but you yeah, I never learned it.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: that was that was the thing. Like, I when I stepped under a bar, I put it high. I didn't know low bar existed because I was fifteen years old. I, exactly. I don't know how these things work. So, but you do low bar too.
1: Yeah, I just, I just wish Joe's dad helped me switch for this mate because everybody was telling me, you need to try, you need to try. Mm-hmm. And so I just started. And when he first came, because he came down here one weekend before school got out, he was like, I'm going to show you how to do it. And he showed me. He was like, oh, it's terrible. He was like, <laughs> "He was like, it's terrible. He was like, your form is it's terrible. I was like, yeah, I've never done low bar before. Like, I didn't know where to put it on my back. I didn't know what it needed to be at. He was explaining everything. And I was like, okay, and he left. And I finally just started doing it on my own. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just came into it. And I was like. The weight's moving well, so I might as well just do it. And then people asked me, "Are you really gonna do it for like this meet?" I was like, "I mean, yeah, might as well." Mm-hmm. I was like, "There's nothing. There's nothing bad that could happen. If if it, if it went bad, my first my first uh, attempt, I would have just switched back." Okay.
0: Like, well, damn, that would have been pretty crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, that would yeah, that would have been like a kind of a cool power move. But oh, what actually? Yeah, I guess this might be like some selfish because uh, usually we try to give information out for the listeners, but this is going to be for my own selfish benefit. How has the change been as far as it Like, is it is it is it that bad?
1: No, it's not that bad. It gets, like, you have to – I started off with using the bar grip shirts because I couldn't get on my back so okay Okay. was it was very hard at first, but after a while, once you start doing it over and over and over again, I was squatting, like, three days a week then. It started just falling into it, and I started, like – you have to figure. You have to figure out the angles. I feel like, like yeah. where I, I tell uh, one of my teammates that's like you have to lean forward a certain amount and make sure your knees at the point a certain way. Your feet have to be angled a certain way, and you have to be up enough, shoulders back enough. It's it's, it's a whole bunch that goes into it. But with, with with high bar, you just put it up there. There's nothing. There's nothing. You don't have to have your elbows a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's just.
0: Yeah, you could lock in, and that's about it. Um, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I, I've never really made the change, but. I I'm open to it. I just want to kind of see what more people because it feels like no one's even made the change, like transition from a high bar to a low bar. Um, Few guys are excellent at both, but it's it seems just to be a low bar game um, right now, especially in like USAPL. Definitely, yeah. Which which is odd because it's like a stiff bar and all that kind of stuff. It's not a whole ton of equipment. Mike trying to make it as similar as possible to the Olympics. So you mm-hmm. would assume that, and they, you know, they want people to bury their squats a little easier to at least fool the judges that you're getting low with high bar. Yeah, well, That's what yeah, I always, of that, course. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I get lower than the next guy, but I I know is I could fool a lot of judges because I'm high bar. It just mm-hmm. looks like I'm getting lower. So we you mentioned at the beginning of the show, 20 years young. There's a lot of lifters who get into the sport at around 18, 20 years old. What is the biggest mistake you see people your age make? Powerlifting or just in fitness in general?
1: Uh, well, in powerlifting, I see, like, a lot of people paying all these money for coaches. and mm-hmm. you're not – you go to a meet and then you're like, oh, well, I had a bad meet. And it was just because of me. I was like, well, you're paying all this money for coaching. Like, come on, man. If it's not working – don't pay don't keep paying mm-hmm. that money of course i'm not i'm not bashing anybody any of the coaches in usapl or whatever but i just feel like if you you should find something that works for you and then if it's working don't stop like i did i did my own programming from when i was in eighth grade till when i got to college mm-hmm. nobody else programmed for me really i programmed for myself i just went in the gym and did whatever i knew it worked for me so i knew what made me stronger
0: yeah yeah, and I agree with that. And that's actually something I don't think I've ever really even said on this show before, but something I always felt was yeah. people aren't willing to do their own research and people aren't willing to make their own mistakes.
1: Exactly. They, they see They see. – I'm going to use an example. I'm not saying it's terrible coaching. I'm not saying that they see Russ getting coached by Joey Flex, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just because Russ is getting stronger off of Joey Flex's program doesn't mean Joey Flex's program is for you.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I see this a lot with uh, even close friends of mine. Um, it's yeah. I, I gotta get I gotta get coaching from Flex. I mean, and, and Flex is a great coach. Oh, because he, he's got great Hack. Coach. He's got he's got Hack yeah. Noriega or he. He's got Mello. Uh, he's got Lawrence too. Those are beast powerlifters. Some of the best yeah. in USAPL, but. I think they believe that they're going to get the same results, and it's just not exactly the case. And, but and, and but we're talking about even just young lifters, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it is good to make your own mistakes and experience your own individual success, too. Because when you go through that trial and error, you will probably be better off when you hit those walls to get coaching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, switching sports uh, to bodybuilding, like Dorian Yates said that uh, on an interview before, is back when he was bodybuilding, no one had a coach. Mm -hmm. Or they had like some advisors and that kind of stuff, but they did their own research. They did their own research on nutrition, bodybuilding, uh, exercise science. They did their own thing. Now, I mean, especially with bodybuilding, everyone's got a fucking coach. Everyone's got a nutritionist. And they pay them money. They pay them like $500 a year. To get a plastic trophy in the long run, to get a pro card, and you know, pro cards—I don't know if we have any bodybuilders listening—ain't that much money. The supplement, <laughs> the supplement sponsorship you're going to get is probably going to be worth the coaching you pay. So, might as well keep all the money in house and get all the glory because it's like the coaches get all the glory, and the yeah. it's like the it's like the sport where the coaches get the glory and the the athletes don't sometimes. Um, and I think I think powerlifting could be the same thing because w- which is fine. If you want to get a coach, that's good because some people just yeah, need guidance. Some people just need the guidance, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 totally for that. And I will encourage people to get coaches if they really wanted to. I'm just saying, don't be afraid to make your own mistakes because at the end of the day, even if you're best in the world or 17th in the world, it, it's it's. It's not like we're playing for the World Series, you I know agree. what I mean. It's not like we have to feed our family with the progress that we make in this sport. We don't mm-hmm. have a salary. We don't have any of that kind of stuff. The what we're doing is purely for fun, competitiveness, and yes. just through and, and just trying to rise up in the rankings. Our lives aren't dictated by it. Some people are, but that's a small uh, population. So, small, small, very small population. And even and even those and even that small population have to have another source of income, or just say, and when you start having kids, when you start having a family, guess what? That's uh supplement deal you have that's earning you fifty thousand dollars a year ain't gonna cut it. You got to find another way to get fifty thousand dollars. So yeah, I like that. I and that's something I haven't really uh, thought about, especially with younger guys.
1: Yeah, it's just, I just, I don't want young lifters to like, I know I see a lot, of people ask me all the time. They ask, like, um, well, I don't know if I want to keep powerlifting or if I want to compete because everybody else is stronger. To all my young lifters, please don't be afraid. It's just lifting. Like, no yeah. one's going to be, powerlifting is a, when people see you lifting, it's not going to be like, oh, that guy's trash. Everybody's going to support you. Yeah. And want to give you guidance and wanna, is going to want to help you and everything. It's not, no one's going to shame you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I could go a step further. That you're stronger than you think. Yeah, a lot of these people are much stronger than they think. And I and I made this analogy on the show before, and I made this analogy just most of the time because I and it's one of those irritating things people do say. It's like, well, Russ or like I'm an 83 kilo lifter, and the other ones like, oh, Russ is going to f- destroy me at nationals, so might as well not even go. It's like, well, think about that if you were, I don't know, Clay Thompson growing up. Yeah. Clay Thompson sees Michael Jordan growing up. He sees LeBron James going. I'm like, well, I'm never going to be as good as that guy. Why even do it? Like, well, yeah. you can still be a pretty damn good athlete by That's not being LeBron James, by not being the very best. If, at the end of the day, if I become like the Tristan Thompson, Clay Thomas, uh, Clay Thompson, like, of powerlifting, like, or, and I think Clay Thompson, let's go with like a, another middleman, like,
1: I don't know, just Jimmy like. Butler.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Butler, fuck, yeah, perfect, like top 20 in the league, top 25 in the league. If I'm one of those guys, I'm happy, because those are yeah. talented, talented dudes, and just because you're not that number one person does not mean you ain't worth shit. You are, yeah, you are good at the sport. Yeah, I, I, I do like that, and and it's, just, it's especially bad for younger lifters. Because, yeah. um, but that's like, but I, I guess it's the same thing. Because it's like, if we grew up and we only saw LeBron James play basketball, only saw him, you would just think that's the standard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would More. think that's the standard. Like, oh, th- that that guy number one, he's he's everyone. And then now, like powerlifters, they have, they're on their phones all the time. They only see the good lifts. They only see the all-time lifts. They follow King of the Lifts. They follow all those powerlifting p- pages. They yeah. only see the top lifts. Like, the top, top, top lifts, too. Talking about all-time world record lifts that are done once. One time <laughs> it's been tops. done. and Yeah, one time. Yeah, and they, and they think that that's the sport. Like, no, 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 there's people below that who are damn good at the sport. So, exactly. yeah, good piece of advice. We have a lot of young listeners. Actually, our age demographic is 18 to 32-year-olds, so perfect for uh those young lifters um on the flip side of that something we ask a lot of guests what's the more annoying like cringy things you see power say or do on social media <laughs> this one I mean, this I mean, one I mean, requires this one requires the most amount of thought
1: yeah, that's all I was saying. Let me think. Let
0: me think. every every guest we've had so far has been stumped on this one because either there's so many of them that go through their head and they yeah. want to pick the greatest one. Noriega said it's like picking his favorite M M&M. and M. It's like they're all just so many different colors, man.
1: <laughs> oh, something that makes me cringe. Ooh. One thing I do hate. <laughs> I'm gonna name two, but this is this no. Is you the, you could the list them off. Oh, okay. One of them is when people go and they put their stuff out on Instagram and they make it look all so good and they go to the meet and they can't hit 50 pounds. Close to that. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's... It I, makes me so
0: mad. I feel bad, though, when that happens. It's, it's not even, like, so much where it makes me cringe. I just feel bad. Like, when someone works that hard and then they either cut too much weight. They either, you know, weren't listening to advice and they just go and fail fail and fall flat on their face like, "Ah, god, I feel for you. I feel bad. Like I'm okay, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm embarrassed for you," which is the worst type of embarrassment. When I somehow get embarrassed like people are watching me and I didn't even compete, that's a bad embarrassment. Um and and that does happen a lot in powerlifting.
1: That it does happen cool. a lot.
0: I think Noriega said like don't put too much on Instagram and don't hype yourself up too much on social media because when you fall, it's gonna be that much worse.
1: It's so. gonna be very bad. Yeah, that's why. That's why I barely. That's why I barely post my top sets. I always mm-hmm. post my my like back downs or stuff like that or warm ups or like I barely. I barely wanted to post that six hundred. I, I didn't want to post it at first. I was like, I don't want to post it. I don't want to post it. But yeah. I had to. I had to. I was like, well,
0: that's. That's a funny thing. The flips, uh, Ben uh, was on a few weeks ago, and he said the same thing, where we both kind of agreed that people want to post that more than their me performances. Yeah. Because, like, they know that a one-run max in the gym, you know you're going to get a lot of likes, you know you're going to get a lot of hits on your page, which to a lot of lifters, that's more important than breaking a record or uh, coming first in your weight class. Is just that, yeah. that like social affirmation of getting a good lift, and like either real people or bots commenting "beast" or gains or stud or goals. When like thirty percent of the time it's not even a real person doing it. This person yeah. wanted to visit your page and follow them back. So yeah. All right. Did you have
1: another one? I did have another. One. I forgot it. Oh, <laughs> let me give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Another thing is USAPL lifters when they're deadlifting they use the whippy bar. Oh, the deadlift bar. The deadlift bar. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I oh well, huh? I don't see that a lot. I see it a lot. It's on my timeline all the <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. I gotta, I got I don't. I just don't see it a lot because because here here's what I see: USAPL lifters refuse to lift like, or at least the ones I know refuse to lift with bars that are not Ohio power bars. They won't even yeah. do Texas power bars. Yeah. I have seen words it's like I'm not using a Texas power bar way too much whip it's going to take me out of it's going to take me out of position. It was like, "Yeah, eh, it's just we only have Texas power bars here, man. You got to use it." But
1: Deadlift yeah. you know, bars,
0: that's like sacrilege. <laughs> I I think I've known one USAPL guy who's done that, but I think it was just again to post something.
1: Yeah. I just when I see people use it and I, they're at my weight class or something like that, I just think I'm like when we get to the meet, I just know that I know what's gonna happen.
0: No, it's it's a hard change.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely a hard change.
0: It, it, competing in APF meets and watching my deadlift kind of not be as smooth with mm-hmm. the stiff bar. Well, because I always so I'm I'm like the opposite. I train only with the stiff bar during training, no matter what, even if I'm doing an APF meet, because I know on meet day I could use that stiff bar. Exactly. I, could exactly. Use, I mean, yeah. I could use that deadlift bar easy. It's it's not a change. Like, once I get the warm-up room, like, boom, got it. Mm-hmm. I'm upright. Deadlift's going to go great today. It's much better deadlifting on that stiff, stiff, stiff Ohio Power Bar that we have at Surge. Yeah, that 20-kilo be one better. is... I, I
1: agree with stuff like that. I like, I like when I, um, I'm going to start. I'm about to, not going to, I'm about to start... Uh, Using my uh the black A7 sleeves, okay. They're tight, but they're not as tight as the, the American flag ones. The American flag ones are like, tight, tight.
0: Okay, those and, are the ones I bought too. Those are my first sleeves that I purchased. What yeah, was the those, A7 ones or oh, the American yeah. flag ones.
1: Yeah, those are those are good. I like I like using them in me. That was my first time using them in me. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the black ones aren't as tight. So okay. I was gonna start using those in practice, so when I get to the uh-huh. meet, I have that tighter feel. Ooh, I should have
0: probably done that because I, was, <laughs> yeah, because the sleeves that I had were my friends, and they were just a mm-hmm. like worn-out pair of sleeves, and I just, yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and I and I used them for my first meet for USAPL, and when I put them on, like, so I'm just like, oh, they're, comf- they're comfortable. That's about it. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. when I got the A7 sleeves, I ripped up my hands completely putting them on because I didn't know how to actually put – because my other ones just slid on. Like, I could just, yeah. I could just slide them on. I like, all right, that's not that hard. The A7 ones, I tore up my hands because how tight they were. And yeah, I love those I'm like, oh, I love those Oh, those, those were what so, sleeves are supposed to feel like. But oh, I might actually do that.
1: Yeah. yeah just give me some – like, I, I always do stuff like that. Like, I know one of my teammates, she doesn't use chalk. In okay. practice, at all when she when she deadlifts, then when she gets to me, she uses the chalk, so her grip's like
0: Ooh. five times better. That would be a hard one for me. That, yeah, that,
1: that, that, that might be a hard pass for me. I,
0: I got. Oh yeah, have... I can't
1: do it. I don't know how to do that, but I, <laughs> that, that's impressive. Do
0: it Props to her. That's a, yeah. that's really good. Damn, because yeah. I, I can't do that. But yeah, and well, yeah, that change from the different bars that are being used does help. Helps a lot, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which. There's one thing I just kind of hate about the USAPL is the fact that I don't have a deadlift bar. That stiff bar is just so hard to pull on. Um,
1: I've, I've never pulled on a deadlift bar before, so...
0: Yeah, I think you would have a good... You, You in particular, would be... Cause certain guys won't get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Because like certain certain guys can muscle up weight. Like, uh, yeah. we had uh, Garrett Fear on the show. Garrett could probably lift really, really well with a stiff bar. Because he's got a technical, conventional deadlift... That Mm -hmm. he could end up muscling up the weight if he needs to, but like say or and um like maybe uh but when you like kind of flip it, certain guys just can't muscle up the weight. Especially with the like with the sumo, it's like you you have to be in position the entire time. So if you get shot forward like me, then my deadlift is done. That's like that's it's 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 done from there. But if I get like even a half inch with that deadlift bar it will help, and I think that'll help you too because I think if you miss deadlifts, it's probably going to be due to you getting shot forward. Okay. Not, yeah, like just your back rounding and you're not... I mean, it's it's really hard to lift that much weight only with your back.
1: Okay. Got to have,
0: so. have your legs in there too. Um, well, I'm also surprised that... <laughs> here's, here's a cringeworthy thing I've been seeing, which I guess I'm going to turn this into a segment about me, is... uh. Head, do uh, do you, do people need to buy headbands? Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> do people? Because man, I don't even wear. A, I used to wear headbands all the time because I have long ass hair and it keeps it on my face. Okay,
1: that's, it's okay, a, that's, it's, that's a what it's a necessity.
0: It's yeah, a necessity. The headband, yeah. but now I have a hair tie and I can tie it in a bun. So it's just always to keep it on my face. Now I just see every single person have a headband. And I'm like, you have short hair. <laughs> short hair dude
1: i think i think everybody's doing it because of russ
0: yeah i think i i think it's a trend setting kind of thing that's been like kind of driving me crazy it's like oh here we go russ is doing something popular powerlifters are doing something guess what we're gonna see in the gym we're gonna see a lot of colorful yeah, headbands i think i think the like um like three years or four years ago like before i was like into powerlifting it was the socks yeah the socks like okay you wear high socks but now let's make them cool let's make them colorful let's throw some donuts on them or some shit let's throw some pizzas on them I'm like all right that i think that was like my co-host like that would probably he saw like oh there's another trend being set but um yeah that's one thing that i haven't mentioned before and now it's getting a little cringe is the yeah, the amount of headbands it, i see which
1: it, it, it throws me off i can't wear a headband it throws me all the way off. Like, I, I get unbalanced and mm-hmm. everything. I just feel weird. I can't do it.
0: Yeah, by October, I should have, like, a solid, like, long hair kind of thing going. But now I think, because like, I, I had long, long hair, like, four or five years ago. Like, okay. past my shoulders, how long it was. And to a point, I just couldn't squat. I had to tie it up. That's that's how I t- learned how to do a ponytail, is I was trying to squat one day, and I couldn't get my hair under the bar. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to tie a ponytail. I've never done this before. I just had it down always, and the girl, this girl at the gym, had to tie it for me because I had no oh idea. <laughs> she gave me one of her hairbands. She's like, No, this is this is really painful for me to watch. So she tied it for me, and I'm like, Thank you. And then since that's that's how I learned to do a ponytail and man bun, but yeah, that's one thing I, t- I had. I had to mention the show at a point. But,
1: yeah, that's, yeah. I can I can't do that.
0: All right, man. And to finish off this interview. We do this with all of our guests. Give us a technique tip. One cue, one technique that you love and has had really good carryover success into your main lifts.
1: Uh, I say foot placement on squat. Okay. I feel like that, that makes or breaks your squat. If your toes aren't pointed the right direction, like right over your knee your knees don't go over your toes or you're you're not if you when you back take your steps out you take one step, two step and then you settle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you settle you want to make sure your feet are in the right spot because if they're not in the right spot your squat is going to look terrible. You might not hit depth. You might not get the right amount of leg drive you want. Mm-hmm. You might be unbalanced. Yeah,
0: I think well yeah, that like those little small changes people start need to start making because people want to mm-hmm make massive changes when the small ones are the best ones.
1: The small ones are the
0: best like, ones. The fee, fee placement's huge on all On all three lists. All
1: this. Yes, all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, Be
0: sure. yeah, if you start like just pointing your toes outward or inward on bench press, I've seen guys put 10 pounds on their bench in a session because they did that. Because they were just yep. getting no leg drive. But that's a good one. I like that. All right, Austin. Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Great interview. When you are in lombard chicago we would love to have you on the show again sometime man yes
1: sir yes sir i love you it's and uh time.
0: and uh good luck with your next competition good luck single ply and good luck with training man thank you thank you man and we are back thank you austin for coming on the show hopefully we can get you on again sometime when you make your way through illinois to complete at usapl raw nationals and that's, uh, that's gonna be probably some of our future guests in the upcoming weeks are gonna be USAPL competitors who are competing at Raw Nats. Uh, we wanna get a solid lineup up until Raw Nationals, cause I think we're like nine and a half, ten weeks out from that, and it'll be cool to get a lot of USAPL lifters on. Uh, hate to be biased, but I'm currently a USAPL lifter, and I think that's gonna be a really good, big meet in the state of Illinois, and in powerlifting in general. USAPL Raw Nationals is probably like a top five meet per year, Uh, usually a pretty hype meet with some of the best lifters going through it, so be on the lookout for that. Also, uh, while I was listening to the Austin Perkins interview, speaking of 20-year-olds who are stronger than me, uh, I just came across powerlifting legends, and over the weekend, a 20-year-old totaled over 2,300 pounds raw. So, I'm just slowly feeling worse and worse about myself as powerlifting goes on because these children are just getting stronger than me. we got to stop the trend of children being stronger than me because it's damaging my ego tremendously. But, yeah, he doesn't have a name as far as, like, on his page. just says, at Big Bo Lewis, Big underscore Bo underscore Lewis. Yeah, fuck, Jesus yeah, over, over 2,300 pounds raw, so that was insane at 20 years old, so, yeah, if I was going to mention Ash, and I got to mention this guy, because this is some of the more impressive lifts I've seen, so follow, follow Powerlifting Legends and that guy to see this, a absolute beast, all right, so, I alluded to beginning of the show, a lot of, what we've been seeing recently in powerlifting, at least on social media. And again, social media is kind of our lifeline in powerlifting to what we see, uh, going on in the sport trends we see in the sport and all that kind of stuff. We had probably one of two white lights, favorite people or Pete or people's Garrett fear and Joe Sullivan talk about lifters integrity because the on saga of Matt Mitchell's high squat and Unfortunately for him, bombed out of the trivia meet for not getting depth and not really trying to surpass his world record total and not even coming close to it, offered up a large amount of questions regarding lifter integrity, what does it mean to be a honest, modest, humble, I don't know. Uh, lifter, and that might be a show topic soon because I intentionally didn't watch Joe Sullivan's, and I mean, like I had, I could not not watch Garrett Fear's Instagram story. It's just always gold. So, we might have a topic on that, seeing what you guys feel the amount of integrity a lifter should have, what they should do if their squat was high, what they should do if they break a world record, even though they know it's not a world record. So, we're gonna save that for a show topic for a different day because I, one, again, flying solo, can't really do this without a host. Uh, Bain is competing in AWPC World Championships, I believe, next week, so he's going to be not available. So Matt Wallace might come on the show uh, and discuss this. He'll be a really good person to have on while we do that because it's an ongoing question that happens in powerlifting, and I think it's a newer question with just lifters trying to maintain the sanctity, the sacredness of records and The fact that they're being broken due to perhaps high squats, uh, if he calls, yada, yada, yada. It offers up new questions on how and if lifters should act when that does happen. And it's happened a little bit more frequently, but it's like, but it's like a plunger, really. Just bringing up old shit because it's something it feels like a lot of power lifters and people who are fans of the sport have been arguing about for the past, like, two years now. So we're going to have a topic on that. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, and I always try to close out with the show as well, uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a review. Uh, Contests will come maybe somewhere in the week because... We lost all of our old reviews. We're trying to get our new ones in because, you know, we changed hosting sites. So we lost a lot of our subscriptions and reviews, at least on iTunes, Spotify. Thank you, everyone, who has been following and subscribing on Spotify because uh, the numbers have been growing. So I really, really appreciate that. But that's going to do it for Two White Lights. We got a nice 60-minute or a little bit over 60-minute episodes for you, guy, for you guys. We have some exciting guests coming on. Next week as well, I won't give you the name because I hate to make a promise that I can't keep, but be on the lookout for more USAPL lifters who are going to compete at Raw Nationals on the show. Also, visit twowhitelights.com, buy yourself a shirt, check out the blog, and that will do it for Two White Lights. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.